buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. All right. I have a very special guest today. Yours truly, LLJ Larry Long Jr. For those of you that do not know, he is well known in the sales world, and I know he's going to bring nothing but fire for you guys to up your sales game. And he's got something super special for you, which we're going to tell you about at the end. Larry, I've interviewed you before, a little bit more on the personal side, but we're going to talk nothing but sales today. And I want to jump right into, tell us the short version of your sales journey, how you got into sales, and then let's just save some time for the knowledge bombs and motivation that I know you're going to bring to the episode today. Oh, man. Thanks so much, Colin. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. My sales journey started at the age of 13, Lawns by Larry, knocking on doors in my neighborhood. We lived in a townhouse, essentially $12 for the inside units, 15 for the outside because they got the front, the back and the side and just Mm. knocking on doors. My mom printed out some flyers that pretty much said, wouldn't you rather be chilling on your yacht than doing uh, mowing your lawn and miscellaneous lawn care services? Uh, That was it. The next year, I took my little sister. She's 10 years younger. I think she was four. My mom got her dressed up in her Sunday's best, and I took her with me. And it's amazing what a beautiful little girl would do. When you got a mother (laughs) like mine, I got to face her radio. People are like, will she mow my lawn? I'm like, what about me? But essentially, that was my start in sales. In professional sales, my first career was working at Accenture doing IT consulting. Wasn't really passionate about it. So I opened up an indoor baseball and softball academy. So I was out there hustling and selling the service that we had to help you get tight and get right with your hitting as well as your pitching. I actually, I hired someone. I don't know how to pitch. I was a thrower. You better watch your lips. You might take (laughs) one to the dome. But uh, after my academy failed, I ended up getting with a software company, making $150 a day to CPAs and accountants, just getting beat up each and every day and Mm. learning that you've got to have that same enthusiasm with call number 149 that you do with call number one. It's kind of like baseball. All right, let's struck out the first three at bats. You better have that same enthusiasm and that excitement in that fourth at bat or else you're not going to have success uh, uh, consistently. 
No, 100%. All right, so there's so much there. Let's let's back up for a second before we get too far down the rabbit hole. Um, number one, I'm always impressed how you always have a bat in your reach. Uh, I don't know why. Come on, man. I couldn't <laughs> hit when I played, so now I just carry it around with me. I'm kind of like Linus. This is my blanket. Yeah, yeah. if you're listening to the audio version here, uh, Larry Long Jr. has a hot pink Louisville slugger and uh, I don't know how he does it, but he's always got a baseball bat in his reach. Oh, Coach Long. All right. Love it, man. Uh, all right. So, so, so let's, let's, let's back up for a second. So, ah, first of all, I don't know how many people actually make it to 149 dials these days. <laughs> Not many. Not many, unless they're on some sort of automated predictive dialer that's doing most of the work for them. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I had humble beginnings myself. It was like, here's the script. Here's a list of names and hit the phones. And, uh, you know, there were some bad habits that I picked up there. And I talk about this a lot where there were some bad habits where it was like, hey, we didn't really care about nothing but our commission. It was like make an offer. Uh, if they don't buy, make another offer, change the subject. And if they don't buy, then get a commitment, right? So it was like three offers and then get a commitment and that was it. But I learned some good things in that um, and it was hard work, you know, just pounding the phones, nothing high tech. We didn't have any fancy cadences or sequences or predictive dialers or local caller ID presence. You had to bring what you said is that energy into every call, Right. And that's why I know that you're a big believer in this. It's, it's so it's what how you say is more important than what you say. So true. And uh, your why. So, I mean, I was just coming off of a failed business and my mm. experience with our accountant, really good guy, cared about us, but he wasn't able to communicate the story that the income statement, the balance sheet and statement of cash flows told us. So unfortunately, the numbers that we were good at, batting averages, run scored, stolen bases, home runs, those aren't the, the, the numbers that you need to have a successful business. And when I worked for the accounting software company, I wasn't motivated by helping accountants per se. I wanted to help them, but most importantly, I wanted to help the small business owners that they supported that were in the shoes that I was once in. And essentially, that was my passion and that was really what helped me to have success by letting the accountants know my story. Hey, I know you're passionate about helping your business owners, but I also know that there's challenges in the communication. And let me ask you now, how do you ensure that your small business owners understand all those pieces of paper that you give them that end up going into the file cabinet never to be seen again in most cases? And a lot of them didn't have the answers. Would you like to really serve as that trusted business advisor and not just my numbers guy, not just my accountant who puts together my taxes? Yes. Well, I've got a tool that can help and enable you to do that. Huh. Mm. Hey, Larry, tell me more. Now, not everyone said, hey, Larry, tell me more. Funny story. I had one accountant who said, you know what, Larry? I think I was calling New York, New Jersey. He mm. said, hey, go ahead and put on a pair of concrete shoes and jump off a bridge. I said, oh, shucks. I said, oh, they didn't teach us how to overcome this objection. This dude yeah. just told me to kill myself. Uh, I said, uh, 
Uh, God bless you too. <laughs> <laughs> kill him with kindness. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's such an important piece out of what you just said that I want to dig deeper on because I don't want anybody to miss it. And what it is, is because you talked a little bit about your why, what motivates you, which is super important because you had your own personal story of your business failing, which was your motivation to want to help other businesses not fail, right? But what you did with that is you created a story. Yep. You created a story which helped you sell. You created a story that resonated with folks to want to hear more. You understood the problems and the challenges that they might have in not and not that would uh, avoid that, not allow them to get to where they maybe want to go or provide the type of level of service that they would want to. Yep. So that's such an important piece that's like the art of selling. Yeah. And I mean, you said it. It's not in the dictionary yet, but story selling. It's so important. What's your story? People can people can refute anything that you say. But my story is my story. My business failed because my partner and I did not understand our numbers. We work with an accountant, kind of like you, Colin, if you're the prospect and great guy. Loved us, wanted to help us, but unfortunately wasn't provided with the tools and resources. I remember vividly sitting there and my eyes glazing over and my head kind of nodding off when he was going through the numbers. And I'm like, oh, man, when can I get back to talking about batting averages and, mm. and RBIs? That's the fun stuff. This jimble, jimble jabble, jumble, rumble jumble that you're talking about, it just it doesn't connect. I don't understand what you're talking about, Willis. So yeah. that resonated with a lot of folks. Uh, not everyone. I mean, it's one of those things where your message isn't always going to connect with the pain that someone has. It's kind of like yeah. going to the doctor and the doctor saying, hey, Larry, thanks for coming in. I'm the best ankle surgeon in the world. Hey, doc, you didn't even ask me any questions, dude. It's my right shoulder. That's where my pain is. So you yeah. can take that ankle surgery and go to St. Elsewhere. You can't help me. It's mm. the same thing. We've got to be sales doctors by asking the questions of what's your pain? How long has it been going on? Do you want to take action? I'll be honest with you. My right shoulder, I got a bum right shoulder. I don't want to take action. I'm I'm afraid I have what they call white coat syndrome. I'm afraid when I go see a doctor or dentist, and I start getting nervous, start breaking out into the sweat. So it's like, hey, the benefit would be great. I'd be able to long toss a baseball with my son. But nah, ain't nobody got time for that scariness of going underneath the knife. I'm not yeah. ready to do that. And that and that ties back to sales. And I know where you're going with this, right? Because, okay, yeah, maybe the pain exists, but people don't like change. The pain has got to be great enough for them to be willing to go through the change yep. in order to get to the other side of what the benefit is of whatever it is you're selling. People Pretty don't care. People don't care about features. People don't care about how many awards you won. How are you going to help them? And is what you want to help them with even something that they want help with or even the pain great enough for them to even be willing to go through the change of receiving your help? Hey, Colin, I know you listen to the same radio station that I do, WIIFM. 
also known as what's in it for me. That's what every prospect is asking. Hey, Larry, you called me, you emailed me, you sent me a little funny gif, gif on social, but all I care is what's in it for me, man. Can you make my life easier? Can you help me earn, generate more money? Can you help me save time? Can you help me reduce costs? If you can't communicate and show me what's in it for me, ain't nobody got time for that. No, exactly, exactly, um, and 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 the thing is, is you have to be good at asking the right questions, right? You talked about asking the right, you know, asking questions, you know, to help because sometimes the pain is there and they don't even know it, right? Or the pain is greater than they even think. Like, yeah, we're not, you know, this is the problem. Well, what does that mean for your business? What does that mean for you personally? Digging deep, like, oh, that means we're not going to grow by X amount. Oh, that means I'm not going to hit my bonus. Oh, that means that I can't take my family on that vacation that I've been thinking about. Dig deep on like what not solving that problem or, you know, have remedying that pain. What does that actually mean for the individual? Colin, you hit it on the head. And when I think about it, it's when I go to the doctor and he starts to wiggle my arm and I'm like, ah, I told you I was a seven, but I'm really a a 14 on a scale of one to 10 of pain. So you ready to get surgery now? No, I need to be a 20 in order for me to take action. But you, you talked about double clicking, triple clicking, peeling back the onion. There's a book called Spin Selling. I love it because they talk about the power of implication questions. So, Larry, if you don't do anything, hmm, Mm. what does that look like when your son is 16 and trying out for the high school squad? Are you going to be able to throw with them on back-to-back days? Hmm, that's a great question, Doc. And I already know the answer, but I'm going to tell you, yeah, I'm going to be able to tough it out when I know no. Hey, Larry, how is that going to make you feel when you can't throw with your son and get him ready? It's going to make me feel bad. (laughs) Hey, Larry, are you ready to take action? Because I've essentially got the needs payoff. When you look at spin selling, the situation, the problem, implication and needs payoff, the implication and the needs payoff. That's where the fire happens. Essentially, I'm going to paint the the picture. It's kind of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I'm going to be the bad cop, and I'm going to turn around. I'm going to be the good cop because I've got a solution for you. I've got something that will, oh, it'll solve all your problems. Yep, yep, wow. Yeah, i got to check that book out. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's a good one. So tell me, I know you're big on, you're big on motivation, right? And this is something that I think a lot of salespeople struggle with, especially ones that have been doing it for some time. Maybe they get to that certain revenue mark and it's like, you know, to get to the next level, it's just, how do you, how do you motivate, you know, salespeople and how do you help them self-motivate themselves? That, that's the key. So I can't motivate anybody. And mm-hmm. I had the uh, privilege of uh, today is, yeah, I had the privilege earlier this week to work with two sets of experienced sales reps. And they said, uh, they, they told me, Larry, don't come in with that basic elementary stuff. I said, well, it's all about the basics. So I came in and I said, hey, I know you guys are all stars. You guys and gals are sales superstars. I've heard that y'all are goats, greatest of all time. I hear that but I don't believe it. And I've got some questions for you. Number one, the question is care. Do you care? Number one, do you care about yourself, your mind, your body, 
and your soul? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you putting on your oxygen mask before you try to put on oxygen to your clients, your future clients, also known as prospects, your colleagues, those folks that are on the call that are in marketing? If you can answer that question truly, I think that there's some room for improvement. Do you really care about what you do, the mission and the vision of the solution that you provide? Do you care about that person on the other side? And not just care like, oh, yeah, I care about them. No, care about them through your actions. Your actions speak so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. Sales is not a four-letter word, but life is. And life is tough. It's tough to be a, a sales professional. But also to be a professional, you've got to always look to level up. If you get to a place where you say, hey, Larry, I'm at the top of my game, it's time for you to hang them up. If there's no room for you to improve, it's time for you to retire. Because Russell Westbrook, if you follow the NBA, he averaged a triple-double three seasons in a row. He was still working on his game during the offseason. LeBron, he's the king. I'm down with the king. He's always looking for ways to level up his game. So if I'm a sales professional, I better start acting like a professional. I better be working on my game and how I do that with myself and my team. I break it down into five pillars. Number one is company, the mission, the vision, the goals, the who, what, when, where, why. Number two is the industry. And for us, we're in athletics industry as well as technology. We're in SaaS. Number three, the product. I better know the product inside and out. And I better be able to communicate what our product, what issues and problems our our product solves. Number four, tools and resources. That's Salesforce, Sales Loft. It's uh, our network. It's uh, the internal resources. Who do you know? Uh, Who knows you? It's the external Mm -hmm. resources. And then number five is sales skills. Essentially, am I working on my questions, my discovery game? Am I working on my time management, which a lot of folks struggle with? They, yep. they, don't, they don't run their day, therefore their day runs you. That's a quote from Jim Rohn. Either you run their day or your day will run you. Uh, your demo, is your demo engaging? Now that we're all virtual, am I falling asleep during your demo? Is it interactive where the prospect gets to talk, gets to have engage, you, or is have it a you, street? There's so I can, I can double click, triple click, quadruple click into all these different areas that we can all level up. Yeah, no, but I think the one thing that stands out the most, I mean, so much good stuff there, but the one thing that stands out the most to me and is I think a common mistake of a lot of salespeople, especially ones that have been around a while, is thinking they know it all, not remaining teachable, not being open-minded enough to think that somebody might be able to teach them something. And sometimes those lessons might come from the person that you least expect it from. You know, am I humble and open mind and willing to learn even that maybe I feel like I'm at the top of my game um, or, you know, it, or, or am I the person that thinks I know it all? And slowly you go from the top and start to work your way down. And then you get to the point where you're like, what? You don't you, you, you can't even believe that this is the check you're receiving for commission. What happened? So true. I've got two examples, one from last night. My daughter is six. She'll be seven in a week and a half, October 6th. Uh, 
she pretty much told me I was thinking about my midweek midday motivational minute. I went live today for the first time. I was looking for a topic and she said, hey, daddy, do you remember Yo Gabba Gabba? Try it. You might like it. And she said, hey, what is that thing that you haven't dared to do that you've thought about doing, but you haven't dared to do? And I'm like, that's my baby girl. She's dropping knowledge on me. That was my topic today. The other one, I had a conversation recently with a young lady who talked about George Brett, the great baseball hitter for the Kansas City Royals. And I think she said it was circa 85, 86. He, he was a beast. But in 85, 86, he went through a little slump. And essentially, they did an expose about how he hired out of his own pockets three, not one, not two, but three hitting coaches. And they asked him, George Brett, why are you hiring hitting coaches? And he said, hey, I need three different perspectives. I need three different viewpoints because I know that I don't know it all. And essentially it's in the margins. It's in the little details that are going to get me back. And yes, I love baseball. I'm going to pull out the bat. It's the little margins that are going to be the difference between me having success and me being average. And he said, I don't want to be average. It's kind of like the great philosopher T.I. says, I don't want no mediocre. If you're going to be mediocre, you can't be on my team. I'm sorry. We can be friends but you can't be on my team. Wow. All right. So that's such a great example. And this ties into sales professionals, right? I mean, sometimes if you're not getting the support inside your organization to up your game, then you are responsible for your own success. Go out and get it. There's so many free resources. There's so many courses. There's books. You better be doing your part to up your game and don't blame it on the company or the leads if you're not hitting your numbers. I love it. Colin, why are you getting so hyped, man? I can feel some of me in you. <laughs> man, you got me ready to, to run through a brick wall. Normally, I'm the one getting people razzed and jazzed to run through a wall, but I feel you, man. I feel you. It, it's up to you. It's up to the individual to make it happen. If you sit back and wait for someone else to invest in in your business. For me, it's Larry Long Jr. Incorporated. I run my business. I might get a paycheck from my company, but I run my business. I take control of the outcome. I take ownership of it. If I don't, I'm leaving it up to luck. And I don't, I gamble, not very good. I don't like to leave things up to luck. (laughs) I think what we're all waiting for to up our sales game is the Larry Long Jr. book. Uh-oh, uh-oh, don't, don't, don't <laughs> give all my goodies away, Colin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, hey, we live in a world where there is so many resources. Now, there's, a good, there's good and bad to that, right? Because you said, you know, your company, right? You, you, you know, be mindful of your company. So be mindful of where you're getting that knowledge and what resources you are taking in. You know, make sure you do your homework, do your research to make sure that it's something that's tested true and in alignment with, you know, what you believe. Because there's a lot of different philosophies about sales. And, you know, some are, you know, things that might not be in align with, you know, how you go about doing sales. So do your homework. But get out there, you know, look for the resources to really up your game. 
So true. So true. You got to find that fit of what's going to work for you. But you also got to get out of that comfort zone. It's easy, easy peasy to kind of stay in that comfort zone. I'm doing it just because that's the way I've always done it. There's a saying that goes, if it ain't broke, most people will say, don't fix it. Well, I like the saying. I got this from one of my one of my colleagues. He's a uh, former baseball player from Canada, a pitching coach at Campbell University. He said, hey, one of my coaches told me if it ain't broke, break it. I love it. Break it up. Shake it up. Flip it upside down. Shoot, you better break it because that's where you grow. And I can tell you through this pandemic, we've all been getting broken up. We've all been getting shaken up and there's going to be some winners kind of like what uh, Russell, uh, Russell Wilson, the quarterback of Seattle says, why not me? My question is, why not you? Someone's going to win. Why not you make it happen? Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, So if it ain't broke, then break it. I love that Uh, because, you know, if things are changing at such a fast pace, even, I mean, things that worked last month aren't working this month. You know, people are, you know, email is, email opens are down, but, you know, people are picking up the phone because they want to connect with other individuals. They're not in the office. They like talking. They want to shoot the breeze and build a relationship with you. There's so many people that are survivors that are stepping up and investing more in relationships, investing more in people than just trying to get the sale or earn the commission. And you see a lot of that. And those are the people that are going to survive, especially in times like now. And and people, they can smell BS a mile away. I hate to break it to you, Colin, but they can tell if you're genuine or not. If you really care about other people. Martin Luther King Jr. has a quote that I love. Life's most urgent and most persistent question is, what are you doing to help others? And essentially, if you genuinely care about helping others, it's going to show in your actions. It's going to come through in your tone. It's going to come through in just your your essence of what you do. Whereas if you're, I like to call them me monsters. If you're a me monster, that shines through. And people don't like to be around me monsters because all you care about is me, 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 me. No. What's in it for the other person? If you are truly genuine, it shines through. And I just encourage everyone to really care about people. When you care about people, you're curious, you ask questions, you uh, work on nurturing the relationship. We all mm-hmm. know that uh, courtesy of Steve Nudelberg, the difference between contacts and contracts is the letter R and that R stands for genuine relationships. You said it mm-hmm. earlier, it's not what you know and it's not even who you know, it's who knows you and who mm-hmm. trusts you. And who believes in you that makes things happen? Hundred percent. And 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 the difference is sometimes it's just the small stuff. Yeah. You know, if you're a sales professional, you're like, how do I how do I care more? How do I invest in relationships? You know, do things for your prospects, do things for your customers without expecting anything in return. That's it. And 
And, 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 you know, what you said is so important. If you're one of those me monsters, right. And what does that look like? Well, that's the person that's sitting there on the demo, just beating on their chest, talking about how great they are and their features and their benefits and how many awards they won and why you should buy from them. Right. But the people that actually care what shows, and it's such a small thing. It's the people that are doing less of the talking, asking more questions and doing more listening. And, you know, sometimes just the small thing of really listening shows how much you care because if if your prospect says something and you don't ask a good question because you weren't paying attention because you were too worried about how what you were going to say next that they pick up on that right away and those small things make the biggest differences you're you're so true i mean you hit that right on the head right there colin the little things mean so much whether it's a, a handwritten thank you note and today, I mean, I'm, I'm going to show you. I uh, Oh, let me see. Where are they? I've got them somewhere. Here they go. I knew I had them. Yeah, I practice what I preach. These are thank you notes. And in the spirit of keeping my droplets to myself, I wrote them. And then I took a picture and I either emailed it. I texted it. I sent it on Facebook Messenger, letting people know that I'm not going to just tell you thank you, but I'm going to write it, take the time and specifically let you know what I'm thankful for. Those little things mean so much. Mm. It's in the details. Yeah. So now you're going to sanitize it put a pair of gloves in there and mail it out, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep being creative. My go-to right now, and don't tell nobody else. I know you got listeners out there. My go-to is LinkedIn mobile. On the LinkedIn mobile, you can click the plus sign on the left side of the chat box, and you can send GIFs or GIFs. I don't know how you pronounce it, but I've engaged with Jerome Bettis who if there's any Pittsburgh Steelers fans out there, the bus, uh, I engaged with Bo Jackson, who was my childhood hero, Bo Knows. Well, now I can say Bo Knows Larry, and I sent him a gif of him playing with the Royals when he slid in and then he hopped up off of his back and he responded back. I'm fostering that relationship. I'm not asking him for anything. I'm sure he gets asked every day for something. I just yeah. I asked him, how can I help you, Bo? What can Larry? Larry knows a thing or two, and Larry can help. I just threw it out there. So it's being creative. It's being genuine, being authentic. I'm not saying you got to be like me because not many people can be like me. You, won't, you don't want to be like me. Not, but you not, not like many people carry around a, a hot – yeah, not many people are carrying around a hot pink Louisville slugger. So <laughs> – Uh, Yeah, you got to think outside the box. And, you know, the things that are super effective are the things that you can't scale. There are so many things that we automate this these days. And I'm not saying that those things are wrong or that we shouldn't do those. Those are one channel. Right. Right. But the hot list, the dream list, the like, you know, holy grail of clients that you want Invest the time. You know, uh, I I have a good friend um, who's one of the top, you know, uh, enterprise sales executives at at, at Salesforce, Ian Koniak. And, you know, he says, do more with less people. And that's the key to his success. Do more with less people. So he spends lots of time researching. He spends lots of time really thoughtful ways of outreaching and engaging and interacting with the people. He doesn't have a huge list of clients, but he's the top sales rep at 
one of the biggest SaaS companies that we all know of. So I love it, it works. Yeah, I love it. That's so true. You couldn't have said it any better. All right. I think, you know, we don't want to overwhelm people with, uh, with sales fire today. So let's wrap it up. But before we let folks go, I want to thank you for coming on today. Appreciate you. Thanks for showing up and bringing your best self, what you always do. And more importantly, where can people connect with LLJ and what do you have for folks today? Yeah. So in addition to the fire, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Larry Long Jr. You'll see I've got the smile for a mile. Uh, you'll see my mug on there. You'll, you'll know it's me. When you look at the picture, <laughs> you'll be like, yep, I can hear that voice right there and see that smile. Uh, what I want to offer your listeners is really uh, the best gift that I can provide. And that's my time, my time, my energy, my resource. So I'm going to extend an offer to uh, connect with me for a 30 minute, 30 minute introductory call, consulting call, whatever I can do to help you, to serve you, to provide you with insights that will help propel you to get to where you want to get to. Holla at your boy. I'm wide open and ready to help. Wow, that's fantastic. We will drop that link. Uh, in in the show notes and Larry Long Jr. is opening up his calendar for you expecting nothing in return but just a genuine um, you know want to help others so appreciate that thank you so much Larry for coming on the show today thank you Colin I'll holler at you on the flip side peace thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.